Mount Kenya a spiritual mountain. A spiritual mountain. Mount Kenya, a spiritual mountain. The mountain has been thought of and held in reverence by the local communities and far as Egypt, Ethiopia as goddess residence. Mount Kenya has been thought of and held in reverence by the local communities as God's residence. The snow on the peaks astonished the explorers who could not figure out its existence right at the equator. The roads were initially dug for military purposes to help access the forest to flush out more more freedom fighters. The mountain has not escaped the attention of notable filmmakers who shot awarding cinemas and documentaries. Nowhere in Africa, the night climbers of Cambridge, no picnic on Mount Kenya are just but a few dot. Book writers have also written with some best-selling titles The Ascent Mount Kenya was recognized as a USCO Biosphere Reserve and later to USCO World Heritage Site. Mount Kenya is regarded as the most visually stunning of the ice-capped African peaks and is home to a great diversity of wildlife including leopard, elephant, and buffalo. Many would argue that Mount Kenya, whilst not being as high as Kilimanjaro, is certainly the more enjoyable, interesting, and dramatic of the two mountains. Mount Kenya was formed about 3.5 million years ago by successive volcanic eruptions. It stood higher than today's height of 5,199 m with a diameter of about 120 km at the base. It was formed as a result of successive eruptions of the volcano. Traces of this theory are evident in the lakes and tons as a result of terminal moraines extending as low as 3,000 m. Kikuyu's oral version of the creation of the mountain states that a star, Ryuki direct translation denotes foreign object came, fell from the universe to the ground with a huge bang. This shook the land to the core oozing magma, Chikurakuru, and volcanic ashes, Uambi. Geologists have named the rock Kenet, to their astonishment the Kenet is only found in two locations Mount Kenya and the Antarctic in the South Pole. Apprehension of Ryuki came from God's, Ngai, abode. Jikuyu seers put pebbles of Ryuki in their defining gods together with white chalk. In the spiritual context, Ryuki represented the throne of God, Ngai. The white chalk or Ia representing snow hence purity. Jikuyu medicine men regard Ryuki as the pathfinder. The Kikuyu believe that Ngai gave the sign that created the form. He gave the word that made the event. When the physical entity was complete, Ngai approached a floating spirit in the spiritual world and gave instructions. I am removing your presence in this dimension, where you live a life of an angel, to a physical dimension that you are at liberty to do good or evil. I am taking you there to bring forth your own offsprings who will fill the earth and when they die, I will call them to this spiritual world because they have a share of my soul through you. Whenever you have a problem, just face the mountain and talk to me, I will hear. The history of Kikuyu and Mount Kenya can be fetched from far and wide. In the mythology, they mingled and integrated with Egyptians, Ethiopians and Jews. 
the Egyptians refer to Mount Kenya as Taneteru the abode of their gods Happy or Lotus the gods of Nile floods. It should be noted that the farming communities who settled in Egypt around 7000 BC had already realized the inundation of the Nile River corresponded with the heliacal rising of the star Isis, Sirius. When the waters receded, a fresh deposit of rich dark silt collected from Ethiopian highlands and Central African countries and was deposited, on the soaked earth ready for planting. This led the early Egyptians to name their land Kemet or Black as opposed to the desert, Dishret or Red. The deposited black silt renewed the fertility of the land before the planting in autumn. Such predictable natural phenomenon, of rising and setting of the sun on daily basis, the complete moon cycle consisting of four phases, precession, etc. created a sense of the order of both land and the sky. This order was central in the development of their religion. Egyptians took the Nile and every aspect of nature to manifest gods in anthropomorphic. The Kikuyu thought the light was a manifestation of their god's power, Athai which coincides with the Egyptian god Osiris. In that line of argument, this is the place goddess Isis hid his son forward slash husband Horus after raising him back to life. The pharaohs had to pay homage in the south to the gods of the waters of the Nile in Tarneteru. They also received a cosmic generative force. The Jewish forward slash Ethiopian connection. The narrative goes back to the reign of King Solomon of the Jewish Empire. King Solomon had constructed the temple to house the covenant box forever. But he married foreign wives who introduced the worship of foreign gods in the temple he had dedicated to the god of his father David. Queen Makenda of Shba Ethiopia visited King Solomon's court after hearing about his great wisdom. She stayed and learned from him for six months. She became pregnant before she returned to her kingdom, where she bore Solomon a son, Menelik. After the death of the queen, Menelik I was made king by his father, thus founding the royal Solomonic dynasty of Ethiopia, which ruled until the deposition of Hail Selassie I in 1974. His entourage with the consent of Levitz carried the covenant box, Manajai, to Shba, Ethiopia. Finally, after years of a temporary location in Ethiopia, the covenant box was put to rest in Aksum. The protogekuyu, Kabiru forward slash Hebrew, are Levites. They had come from Basai, Ethiopia, at a place called Aksum. They had to leave Aksum because Ngyondun, people of red costumes, or Tunyaga, the people of the Cross Knight Templars, had conspired to steal Manajai the Ark of the Covenant and Jakunjo the Scrolls. In the escape to hide the treasure, war erupted and was through Thigana, Tuna Island. From Tana Island the war entered Punt, Samal Island, Kaya forests down to Quail. Indigo, a fabricated covenant box was broken into pieces. The Kabiru hurriedly buried Manajai, the Ark of the Covenant, and the Jakunjo ancient Moses scrolls at Mount Kenya region. This war lasted for two generations. It fulfilled the prophecy of King David when he said the Ethiopians will raise their hands in prayer to God. As a rule, 
They oriented their doors to face Mount Kenya and in pairs, they raised their hands high facing Mount Kenya. This reminds one of the books of Exodus chapter 19 and 20 in the Old Testament. With the description given, it became clear the early Kabiru were fighting the Templars for the cross and the red costume brings to mind the Croy Patla, the Templars emblem adapted after the Synod to Troyes. Going by the seer's date, the relics should have been buried in circa 1210 AD. From this date the Kabiru settled to guard their treasure and sealed off the Mount Kenya region from foreigners. This sheds light on why the slave trade did not take place in the Mount Kenya region. In the seventh year, the Kabiru destroyed the nine stones erected in the worship of the sun and stars in Mount Kenya. Putting down the covenant box and destroying the nine stones was the greatest spiritual hallmark. From then, the mountain became the earthly dwelling of God Ngai Murungyu, who created heaven and earth. Judaism, Kirara, negated the Memphite theology and Heliopolitan concept. Traditionally this act is enshrined in the Jikuyu saying to Tagathwa Rinjini aka referring to feminine gods Isis and Happy. Before the partition of Africa, the Ethiopian Empire extended to Mount Kenya. It must be noted that there are two routes known to reach the shrine. One comes from the forest upwards that in all recorded visits, Kikuyu seers follow. The other route passes through a jagged cliff atop the shrine. The latter whose walk seems incredible is known to the seers as Mujirito Warabasi literally Ethiopian muscle flexing path or for better foreigners route. Top of form Before the arrival of white missionaries at the turn of the 19th century, the three communities surrounding Mount Kenya namely the Kikuyu, Mbu and Meru, after every 50 years they observed three days of total dedication to their mono-deity Ngai Murungyu. According to this old tradition, in the three days, they renewed their solemn conviction that it was one God who created the form and God manifests himself by the normal order of things in the universe. They believed God's earthly dwelling is in Mount Kenya. Other ethnic communities in Kenya shared their belief though not as conspicuous as the communities in the Mount Kenya region. The Samburu forward slash Maasai are seminomadic people, who use the land to the north of the mountain and extends south to Tanzania to graze their cattle. They believe that their ancestors came down from heaven via the mountain at the beginning of time. The Maasai name for Mount Kenya is Oldonio Kerry which means mountain of stripes, referring to the dark shades as observed from the surrounding plains. Also Oldonio Ibor meaning the white mountain, Oldonio Ajuria, which mean the speckled mountain.